Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to Minisode 54 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart. How the devil are you, my friend? I think we can both start this off by saying that we have hangovers. We do. Um, so, for date stamp purposes, we are recording this at um, just about noon on Sunday. <laughs> uh, the original plan was to record this at around about 8pm on Saturday night. Um, which got patched because yeah because we were drunk yes but we, we, I think that if we tried to record it it probably would have been pretty entertaining but it would have been very long and rambly <laughs> so um, so yeah we um, we're back we're trying this again and uh, yeah I'm feeling okay though I'm getting I'm better by the okay. hour yeah yeah I'm yeah. feeling okay I've had I've, I've had a cup of coffee I've got my water beside me here I'm feeling all right yeah I'm I'm very much recentered so. Aside from this, how have you been this week? I've been okay, Mitch. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've I've uh, still been watching Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. I'm th- I'm thinking that I might get stuck into that tonight. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, wondering about it. Although like, I'm feeling a little bit kind of like tender. So I don't know if it's uh, a little bit heavy. <laughs> it's certainly that. Yeah, I hear that episode three is um very dark. Yeah, man. If you like the idea of human soup, then uh, yeah, certainly watch episode three. Oh, good lord. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anything else you're watching? Uh, well, following on from last week, Mitch, mm-hmm. I took your advice and I watched The Perfection. Ooh, okay. I haven't gotten into this yet, but I'm uh, really, I'm definitely getting to it this week. So, The Perfection. We mentioned it last week on the um, coming to the streaming platforms part. Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. One I've been looking forward to for a while. Um, I think ever since it kind of, I think it premiered at Fantastic Fest last year, mm-hmm. and a that few people, right. a few people talked to me about it and said that it would be something that would be up my street and everything about it kind of points that way so how did you find it well i I will preface this by saying yes i think it will be up your street and i think you'll like it um i thought it was fine okay i liked it it gets pretty shocking and towards the end but there was moments kind of early on that uh, i felt were unintentionally funny oh right okay um one scene on a bus in particular actually had me laughing interesting uh, okay quite loudly uh (laughs) I don't know I'll, if that was the intended uh, response. I'll regard any approaching buses with caution. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was pretty good. Cool. Uh, okay. I thought it was more than passable. I would okay. say. But uh, yeah, I mean, Alison Williams is in this. She's generally pretty good. I think I, I like her a lot and get out. Yeah, and she's she's good in this as well. Yeah, really good in cool. this. Cool. Uh, it's really pretty well made. It looks great. Basically, the story of this uh, cellist mm-hmm. uh, who returns to this kind of highfalutin music school. Okay. And she goes back there and there's like this other girl's kind of taking her place in the time that she's been away as the new kind of favourite. Okay. So they kind of embark on a relationship. Right. That gets pretty dark pretty quickly. Cool. No, yeah. like I said, this 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 um uh, this looks very much kind of like the kind of thing that I would respond to. So I'll get back to you next week on, um, on this one. Cool. Anything else? Yeah, uh, I got uh, my hands on the Montage Pictures Blu-ray release of Rainer Sarnet's November. Right, okay, I know nothing about this one, so fill me in. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a horror film, Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with that. Right. It's more like a kind of dark fairy tale based on Estonian lore and based on this massive selling Estonian book. 
Okay. It's really good. Dieter Lazel's in it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, he's he's pretty terrible in it, if I'm honest. I, 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 I don't like... have a lot of time for Dieter Lazel as an actor, necessarily. I'm not a fan either, no. Uh, but he's in this. Okay. Um, and he's, he's doing okay, but the rest of the film's beautiful. It's just really dark... Weirdly, so weirdly, really funny as well. Right. Um, but it's this really dark kind of fairy tale. It's black and white as well, isn't it? Black and white. Quite unsettling, but very funny. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Sounds um, good. It's it's really interesting film. It's got shades of films like by Bela Tarr and all that in it. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's really really interesting. I have a couple. Um. So first and foremost, I went on to Netflix. Right. Um. I've been kind of meaning to get around to it for a little while, but um, Josh Forbes actually mentioned it um, right, okay. when he was on. I don't know. If, I don't think I actually made the episode. I can't remember. But he talked about watching uh, the monster. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So monster movies in general are kind of like something I kind of blow hot and cold on. Okay. So, but the things that kind of drew me into this one were um, stars Zoe Kazan, who I'm a fan of. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You've uh, mentioned that before. Ah, uh, she's very good, and also it's directed by Brian Bertino, the made the Strangers. Oh yeah, and um, also it's an A twenty four film. So all those things together, I was like, "Yep, okay, I'll give this a go." Um, it's pretty good. Basically, what you have here is um, a kind of mother and daughter whose relationship is obviously very fraught. She's kind of driving the daughter to drop her off with her dad, and basically they get into the situation where they are kind of besieged by this massive monster. Yeah, they're stuck in a car. Yeah, stuck in a yeah. car. <laughs> So Zoe Kazan and the actress playing her daughter, uh, Ella Ballantyne, both really good in this. They kind of have to be. Right. There's not very much for um, ropey performances to hide behind here. Oh, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> the film does a, it's a really It's a really solid exercise in tension for about the first hour. I always think with stuff like this, when you get to the, we need to do X. Right. To defeat it kind of thing is where these films tend to lose me. And it does a little here. Although it does a really good job. I think the monster looks okay. But in terms of like showing the destruction it can do mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it gets that very right. Like okay. I think, like it, like um, you're kind of looking at it, being like, "Yeah, fair play." I would be fucking terrified as well. <laughs> like, um, so it works well in that way. Performance wise, it's really good. I would say it doesn't maybe make it all the way over the finish line, but um, I did like it. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's. I think it was actually this was actually shot in 2015, and IMDb credits it as a 2016 release, but it's just newly landed on Netflix. Um, and yeah, it's worth cycling back to check out. Also, I continued my uh, foray into weird 90s horror. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Uh, I went to Netflix and watched, uh, for the first time, uh, Vincenzo Natale's Cube. All right, how did you find that? I thought it was okay. Um, I, I'm assuming people don't really need to know the plot of Cube, but basically you have people who are trapped in a network of rooms Yes. Uh, that uh, are booby-trapped, and uh, it's pretty much just them trying to fathom their way out of it. I think that everything I've seen that has been released since this that is obviously influ- influenced by uh, Cube, mm-hmm. I prefer. <laughs> um, like I th- okay. The things that spring to mind are things like maybe I can't, uh, Saw, possibly. True. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. um, or um, Fairmont's Room, which is... Uh, oh, yeah, you which you've big, also talked about. I'm a big, big fan of that film. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, I just didn't find it particularly compelling. Some of the uh, some of the traps and stuff are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, some, like, the visual stuff's pretty pretty smart. It's aged kind of weirdly. I don't think it's aged badly. I, I, I still think it's fine. I, think I don't, it, have, a, I don't yeah, have a problem. I think it looks pretty... It, it looks pretty offbeat and weird in a way that I could kind of get into. Mm-hmm. I think that it's... I don't know. I feel like it's kind of simultaneously over and underwritten because <laughs> I think like the 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 characters are really thin, but also it's um unbel- like it's unbelievably preoccupied. I think with like weird mathematical flexing. 
like there's so much mathematical pseudo intellectualism <laughs> in this film that I found it kind of exhausting, and I think that like um, I didn't need to be constantly like baffled with the maths of it and theories. Um, uh, and as a result, by midway through, I was like, you can't when you're being beaten to death with kind of like fairly high concept stuff like that in a way that feels that crowbarred in. Right. I think that it's really difficult to focus on anything else. It's difficult to like get caught up in something <laughs> when that happens. And I had that problem with Cube. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's okay. But um, I, I expected to like it a lot more just because I've liked some of the other films that I've mentioned so much. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's absolutely fine. So I'm liking this, that you're doing but, this. Uh, yeah, to be I'm, honest, I'm enjoying this. I'm gonna try and um, I'm gonna try. And people have been really good with um, coming forward with uh, some suggestions and things for this cool. as well. Do you so, know what's next on your radar? I don't know. Um, it's it's again, it's it's kind of an accessibility question, but um, I'll nip and see what's available on the streaming platforms when we get another one in tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm quite enjoying this little uh, 90s horror side mission that I'm on at the moment. I'm enjoying being part of it. Like, <laughs> kind of running alongside you on it. Yeah, yeah no, it's been good. Uh, so. Yeah, about that. Oh, what do you, what do you mean? Right. Oh, have you not watched anything, you clown? I didn't make, I didn't get one this week from the Shockwaves 100, but I'd like to make a story for why I, it's, it's not justifiable, I'm not excusing my actions, but there's a story attached. Sure. So I've been very busy this week, as you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Drinking. Yeah. yeah, I've been between. But, but, excuse me. I've been. I've been between <laughs> places. I've been. Um, I was up in Aberdeen playing a gig yeah, on Friday night. Right. Yeah. I was at home seeing my parents briefly. So like, um, when I was heading back to Glasgow yesterday, mm-hmm. I was like, right, I need to. I need to watch a Shockwaves movie. I need to get one of them done. So I decided that this week it was going to be The Omen. Okay. Because I haven't right. seen The Omen before. Right. Oh, really? Wow. So, okay. so mm-hmm. I went on to uh, Amazon Prime. Rented it, downloaded it to my phone, had every intention of watching it on the three-hour megabus journey back down the road. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely ideal. So, um, we get on so get on the get on the bus, bus starts moving, watch the last watch the last half hour of the monster. Right, okay. Um, and then I was like, right, okay, it's omen time, let's go devil kids. And then it started and uh, I thought that the opening oh, credits. I don't think I know where this is going to go. Well, the opening credits look suspiciously new looking, and then uh, Liv Schreiber's name came up, and uh, and yeah, Julia Stiles. And Julia Stiles. Right. Okay. Uh, right. I, I see what you've done there. I inadvertently downloaded the remake uh, from Amazon Prime. Uh, I did not even know that a remake existed. Yeah. For me to yeah. for, like, for, like I couldn't like. It didn't even occur to me to be vigilant about that because I didn't know it. I didn't know it was there. <laughs> you absolute terror. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> so um, I will do my level best to one watch the original woman right uh, this week and also try and get another one in. Try and get myself back on track. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so yes, I'll let you slide on that one then because it amused me that your foolishness uh, yeah. amuses me. And also, for the record, <laughs> I can't speak to the quality of the Omen remake because I flew into a rage and turned it off. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> the yeah. rental will have expired pretty, pretty by now, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that, that that horse might have bolted by now. You could do a side by side comparison if you're planning on watching the original. I mean, I could, but I but I won't. I mean, like uh, that's, that's, there's, there's no way I'm doing that. There's certainly <laughs> something that I could do if I wanted to. I just don't want to. Anyway, yeah. Do 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 do. 
what have they been seeing? It is once again feedback time. So, first and foremost, big thank you to Rebecca and Dave McKendry, who joined us last week to talk slugs, amongst other things. Yeah, that was absolutely lovely of them, and yeah, it's just the best film. If you haven't watched it by now, get it watched. It is. It's uh, Yeah, it's a tremendously fun time. Um, <laughs> so, a lot of people getting in touch talking about slugs. Yes. First off, salt-aired popcorn on Twitter. Slugs, I have to repeat my favourite memory. I once saw a chat between Sean Hudson and Jonathan Ross. Okay. Uh, Ross played a clip from Slugs to much amusement and asked about it. Hudson said, they offered me a big check, then said, by the way, what does a slug look like? Which <laughs> <laughs> I think is pretty funny. Uh, I'm all for writers who are just like, yeah, fuck it, do what you like. <laughs> I, don't yeah. give, I don't give a fuck. Uh, I've got some stuff on Slugs too. Excellent. You'll be unsurprised to hear. Kicking mm. off with Chelsea Burden at Chelsea V. Chelsea V? Yeah. How, do we know how we're I say Chelsea V, but I'm going to clear this up the next time I see her. Okay. Recently watched this for the first time. Looking forward to the app. Hoping for a mention of the hilarious and inexplicably teethy slug bite shot. Yeah, well, I didn't let you down in that department. No, we did. We did touch on that. Yeah, did cover it. Um, it is. It's wonderful. There's a company out there. I saw it a while ago, and I really toyed with buying it. But there's like a, a company out there that does like a little, little bust of the like this finger coming in of the bitey slug. Yeah, and like the slug with the, the mouth open and the teeth. Amazing. <laughs> and I was kind of in two minds, like, should I buy that? And then I was like, no, I will get lynched. I can if see I buy that. I can see the appeal though. I can yeah. understand why you why you wanted to get a piece of that. Andrew Marshall, semi-pro geek. Um, I can't sleep and I'm high on painkiller, so this is a perfect thing to appear in my feed. He said upon the arrival of uh, our slugs episode. Wonderful. So um, I hope you're. I hope you're <laughs> okay. Hope you're all right, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, I hope everything's okay. Hope you enjoyed the episode as well. Yes, yep. <laughs> um, also, our roving reporter, uh, film fan Stevie on Twitter, <laughs> um, once again spotting the Blu ray in FOP. Yes, yes, um, indeed. So uh, he does make a quick uh, mention uh, of it there. It's £15 in there if you want to pick that up. A bargain at twice the price. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, because that, that's, that's a really good release. Yeah, the Arrow video one. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's, that's, what, like, that's what we watched, and I believe, I think uh, Rebecca and Dave said that was what they watched yeah. as well. So, so you too can be, <laughs> can be like Rebecca and Dave McKendry. And us. And join us. the cool gang. Yeah, pick up the uh, pick up the Arrow Video Slugs Blu-ray from FOP. But it is also available on YouTube and Shudder and pretty much everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the most accessible films we've ever done, I think, potentially. I'm not going to uh, disagree with that. Yeah. Anything else in Slugs on your side? Yeah, I've got... Uh, I think this might be a new personal alert. Oh, hello. It's a Paul Lee at A Final Boy. I believe that is a new person. Hi, yeah. Paul. Hi, Paul. Thanks for uh, getting in touch. He says, uh, I love this movie. Reason why I squeal when I see slugs or snails to this day. Understandable. Yeah. I feel like um, the, the snail is to the slug what the moth is to the butterfly. Okay. Do you know do you, do you know what I mean by that? Like one's the kind of ugly weird cousin. Mm. mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. I think that checks out. Dennis Extra Atherton getting in touch. Dens Beans on Twitter. Sure. Yeah, um, hi, Dennis. So he was he was talking again just about like a kind of about the film, but mostly about the episode. So Rebecca McKendrick, obviously the host of Shotwaves, or one of the hosts of Shotwaves, yes. and previously Killer POV. Yes, correct. Um, yeah. Another podcast or another pair of podcasts that Dennis is an avid listener to. Yes, yeah, uh, as are we, and as you should be. Yeah, but yeah, he got in touch and just said, after listening to Killer POV and Shockwave for the last seven years, this was like a clashing of universes in a good way. Great chat, slimy. Those two must be two of the hardest working horror lovers I know. So many spinning plates. Now I need to see Psycho Granny too, which is of course Rebecca McKendry's lifetime film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kind of keen, and I'm, I'm all for that title. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I think, I, I think that Psycho Granny is a better title than Lineage of Lies. <laughs> Definitely. Although, what I will say is Lineage of Lies does sound like a lifetime kind of title. Yeah, it sounds like a very smoky thriller. <laughs> you know? 
like a 90s erotic thriller. Yeah, totally. Exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. Um, that's it from me on slugs. You got anything else? I do, yeah. Uh, Darren Gaskell weighing in on slugs. Oh, okay. Much like PCs, JP Simone gives us a movie that features dodgy acting and terrible dialogue, yet it's an absolute blast with some genuinely gross gore. Yeah. Again, we know Darren to be a fan of alliteration, and this uh, tweet is no different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be checking what you're served in restaurants forevermore. Ah, one of my favourite scenes in the whole film. <laughs> yes. It's about her. Disgusting. I have something on Meet the Feebles. So do I. Uh, I've got so Andre Martins at Caller Han on Twitter. Yeah, hi, Andre. Uh, hey, Andre, yeah. He gets in touch saying, You guys inspired me to rewatch Meet the Feebles, first time without German dubbing, and my brain was not ready for this level of holy shitness. Thank God I was not sober. <laughs> I think being drunk's probably the best way to watch Meet the Feebles. Yep, all that's fine, Andre. Agreement across the board here. Yep. Sticking with Meet the Feebles, Chloe Bestley on Twitter, at ChuckSpadina25, getting in touch to say, Catching up with podcasts, now I'm back from holiday and back in work. I really want to watch this Meet the Feebles. It sounds batshit crazy. It is, and it's everywhere, Chloe. If you want to check it out, you have the options. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, get it watched, but... Uh, as again it's a qualified recommendation because it's certainly not for everyone yeah I, I, I would say that that's I would say that's a fair assessment um, but yeah if you do watch it get back in touch let us know what you think of it. Um, accept no responsibility for your reaction but it is no, there no and remember we didn't choose it as the film so <laughs> yeah the responsibility lies firmly with Aaron McCann and Dominic Pierce absolutely um, I have a little bit of general niceness so do I um, oh you first then yeah Magic Mercer getting in touch at Magic Mercer mm-hmm. to say tricking my work colleagues into thinking I'm on a conference call when actually listening to some earlier episodes of Strong Violent PC excellent I'm all for that however if you do get sacked it is completely on yourself <laughs> yes that's true that's true yeah, accept no responsibility for that definitely yeah. not and I think like yeah kind of a nice one to finish on basically um, uh, on Friday Kevin Matthews yeah on Twitter kind of uh, did a kind of follow Friday thing for a bunch of people that he just kind of associates as being kind of the community from this podcast right yeah and uh, when I saw it all written down I was actually just like oh it's really nice that this happened and then there was kind of this nice outputting of niceness from yeah. people who have kind of come along for the ride with us on this um uh, and yeah, like it was just really nice to read. I'm not going to go through all of it because that would be extremely narcissistic. <laughs> but um, but it, but it was it was all really nice to read, and it was um, and it really it made my Friday. So thank We're you. We're going to suck our own dicks by reading all of these <laughs> all of these tweets. So yeah, it's lovely, and uh, it's weird to see people. Well, weird but really gratifying to see people kind of trying to arrange to meet up for drinks and and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's lovely. Really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I thought that would be a nice one to end on on the feedback this week. I would agree. So. So. <laughs> well. It is once again time for Mitch's Pitches, and for anyone who's not familiar, uh, this is not going to make much sense. Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show <laughs> that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. While we're recording, Andy will send a picture to my phone. It will be um, a poster from a horror film from years gone by. He will Photoshop out the title, any identifying text, leaving only the image. My job will be to describe the image to the best of my ability and, where possible, give the film a title and a synopsis. We'll put the picture on social media, all three of them, uh, so you can play along at home. And loads of you did last week as well. <laughs> so last week we had The Swarm, uh, reappropriated <laughs> by me as Wall Street 3, Greed is Goo. <laughs> yeah. um, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, some other people had some suggestions as well. Um, I'm going to lead with uh, Andy McEwen. Now, um, I have thinned this down. 
<laughs> because th- th- this this was uh, this was not a synopsis. This was like this was like, this, is this was plot beats. Yeah, <laughs> this is a treatment. It really was. Yeah. Um, so I've um, thinned it down a little bit. Um, so forgive me, Andy. Uh, but I've gone for a little bit of brevity. Um, when anthropology professor Stephen Brown. By the way, this is a serious one. Oh. Um, I don't know just, how I feel about that. I know, I know. Really interesting take. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go then. Let's, um, um... When anthropology professor Stephen Brown is given six months to live, he reluctantly agrees to an untested process of cryogenic freezing masterminded by his colleague, Dr. Martin Neville. <laughs> Intended to keep him alive long enough for a cure to be found, World War III starts shortly after when Russia attacks America and Stephen is forgotten about. Years later, his tube malfunctions and Stephen awakens in the distant future, 2001. <laughs> After stumbling on a seemingly utopian city, he soon realises all is not as it seems, with any citizen with any physical or mental defect cast out into the wilderness. As Stephen rallies the defectoids into an uprising, (laughs) the leader leader of the city looks to quell the rebellion by offering Stephen a cure and a route home. Will he... Will he take the offer? Find out in 1966's The War for Tomorrow. Oh, wow. He missed a trick not calling it The Defectoids. <laughs> <laughs> I would bend over backwards to see a film called The Defectoids. Yeah, I think it's pretty strong. Uh, Kevin Matthews. Here we have the 2010 Simpsons live-action spin-off Release the Hounds with Killer Bees in their mouths. <laughs> By the way, I'm starting a punk band called The Defectoids. Uh, like. yeah, you're still on there, aren't you? <laughs> um, but yeah, this one. Uh, yeah, so Release the Hounds with Killer Bees in their mouths. Starring Sting, a musical cameo from The Hives. Right. <laughs> Right, cool. And a computer-generated supporting role for B. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty strong. Cosmic Ray Girl on Twitter. Looks like the Towering Inferno, but I know it's not because Steve McQueen and Paul Newman aren't in it. Maybe it's a knockoff version. 1975's The Bernie Building. <laughs> uh, James Plum, as ever, um, uh, straight to the point, shit NATO. <laughs> um... <laughs> Hanny underscore Ray, uh, going with uh, Say What You See, um, which I'm in favour of. 1979's Covered in Bees, with the, ta- <laughs> <laughs> with the tagline, Honey, it's a terrible way to go. Wow. <laughs> which, um, which I quite like. Uh, next up, uh, Chris Salt, Oblong Pictures. Yes. Um, two-time winner. Two-time winner. Back yeah. to back. Uh, Dateline, the future. <laughs> With world, Sold. <laughs> with worldwide with worldwide bee populations in a catastrophic decline, the fate of humanity hangs in the balance. Leading insect scientist Dr. Vernon Hein heads up a task force engineering a new strain of bee that can withstand the environmental pressures and begin to repollinate the world's failing crops. Right. But when an assistant accidentally drops a test tube of wasp DNA in the mix, the new super bees become vicious, deadly killers in 1974's environmental flop, Hein's Mean Bees. <laughs> That's very clever. <laughs> and, and presumably bees mean hein. <laughs> very good, Chris. Like that a lot. Now, right now, we were teased that we may have the concluding chapter in the Mincerverse this week. Mm-hmm. So Tony Constantine. Oh, Swarmageddon. <laughs> Quentin Crisp is dead, but his killer insect army roaches on. With the planet on the brink of annihilation, the remaining Flavengers, Ron Mintz, Battle Stank, <laughs> Glenda Fuggins, Silver Buckthorn, and Jeremy Beagle prepare to make their final stand in Earth's last remaining city, Calcutta. But with time ironically running out, Ron discovers local scientist Deepak Crispenhaven. <laughs> <laughs> who has conveniently unlocked the secrets of time travel. 
With the swarm closing in on them, Ron hatches a desperate plan to go back and undo the moment that defined the catastrophic events of the last 20 years, the faulty microwave incident at the Sandwich Meatpacking Facility. Oh man. Time is finally up for Ron, and nothing can prepare you for Michael Bay's baffling conclusion to the Minceverse in 2002's poorly considered, borderline incomprehensible, and deeply unsatisfying End of Flays. <laughs> Flay Minion 10, the final chapter. Better flayed than never. Goodbye, old friend. And I want to point out that Flaminion is stylized Flaminion with a 10 where the I and O should be. <laughs> like Fantastic Four. Got you. Got yeah. It. Tony wow. likes doing that. So there yeah. you go. The Minceverse concludes in um, uh, in explosive fashion. It's over. And uh, with that also um, concludes the, uh, the listener pitches for this week. Wow. Now, I would have given it, uh, had the title been Defectoids. Defectoids, I would have given it to that. Okay. But? Um, but I'm not going to this time. I'm going to give it to James Plum. Just for a shit NATO. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta give it to the. Sometimes you just gotta give it to the guy who gets straight to the point. That reminds me of one of my favourite jokes in Kingpin as well about the big cloud of shit headed this way. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is time for the business of this thing. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, it's on the way. Okay. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Right. Okay, so first and foremost, I need you to know that this image does not have any identifiable border. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, we are in a bedroom. Right. Um, or at least a woman in a state of some distress certainly is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is uh, recoiling and screaming um, against the headboard. Um, and uh, you can see in the background that it's kind of like what looks to be either floral wallpaper or possibly butterflies, it's difficult to tell. Um, but yeah, she's kind of cowering on uh, on a bed, screaming. Uh, she she um, looks pretty shocked. And uh, no wonder, because she is cowering in the shadow of an unseen beast. <laughs> and we've got... Um, yeah, it's got, it's got very, very sharp teeth. Yeah, mm-hmm, that I can it see. definitely does. Um, but that's as much as I can tell you. It looks like a staple remover. It does look like a staple remover. <laughs> Ah yeah yeah so there's two on the top two on the bottom fangs yeah okay uh, this is uh, this is a lot I think I think that's everything as well pretty much yeah, um, okay yeah. I will need a moment yeah <laughs> still funny <laughs> <laughs> I haven't forgotten I've got plans for this oh really oh, session kid yeah yeah yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> well. Okay. Okay? Yeah, I think I got something. Don't keep me waiting. Look at okay. you. Look at you milking it. Right. After months of keeping her family up at night on account of her near constant sleepwalking, Philomena Craggs volunteers <laughs> to try an untested medication to solve the problem. However, the side effects are a force to be reckoned with. Not only is Philomena plagued by increasingly terrifying visions of fanged demons, but after waking up to find a series of frenzied scratch marks on the bedroom wall, it seems the journey from the demon's dimension to this one may be shorter than it seems. You'll never sleep again after checking out 1984's Night of the Dreamins. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, not your finest moment, Night of the Dreamins. No, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're obviously wrong. I'm clearly wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah, obviously yeah. wrong. Um, you're even wrong in the year. What did you say? Eighty four. Eighty four. Hmm. Well, nineteen seventy two. Oh, I'm afraid. Pretty far out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, Night of the Lepus. Night of the Lepus. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, do we have a do we have an IMDb synopsis for this one? No, we do. <laughs> um, there was one from uh, IMDb regular Claudio Carvalho. Okay. Um, however, I feel like I've been reading too much. He's been getting too much airtime. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go with. Uh, he's, uh, he's bordering on co-host territory at this yeah, point. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's it's staggering how many of these are attributed to him. But we are instead. No, he's, go, he, he's prolific. He is no, prolific. very much so. But no, no Claudio Carvalho this week. We okay. are instead going to go with a synopsis from IMDb by the hilariously named Jeff Hole. Jeff Hole. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Cole Hillman's Arizona ranch is plagued with mongrel rabbits. Okay. And he wants to employ an ecologically sound control method. As a favour to college benefactor Hillman, college president Elgin Clark calls in zoologist Roy Bennett to help. A lot of information here. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, Bennett immediately begins injecting rabbits with hormones and genetically mutated blood in an effort to develop a method of disrupting rabbit reproduction. Okay. We know that rabbits, we know what they like to do. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Eat carrots. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the test subjects escapes, resulting in a race of bloodthirsty, wolf-sized man, horse and cow-eating bunnies. Holy shit, yes! Eventually the National Guard is called in for a final showdown with the terrorising rabbits. Yes, sounds amazing. <laughs> is that any good? Have you seen it? Uh, many, many years ago. Uh, Janet Lee's in it, which is crazy. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Well, there we go. But uh, like the rabbits in it, like they're like uh, full-size rabbits in miniature sets. Ah, oh, yes! <laughs> and they've got like tomato sauce on their face and stuff like. So. Oh, I want to see this. <laughs> Night of the Lepus. Yeah, Lord Lepus. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I've said Lepus just so uh, to in case you thought I said Night of the Lepers. Aye, fair dues. Okay, now that's yeah. fine. Uh, that concludes Mitch's pitches for this week. That image is everywhere, though. So if you want to get in on it, give it a bash. Sure. Yeah, yeah. you know where to find it. Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Um, so, as is traditional, time to take a wee look at uh, what's going on with the streaming platforms uh, this week. Yeah. Some yeah. good stuff. Um, so, Amazon Prime first. On the 31st of May, you have got um, the series Good Omens, which is a Neil Gaiman adaptation of a book from uh, himself and Terry Pratchett. Oh, yeah, David Tennant's in that. That's right, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Shudder, 27th of May, you've got Stung there. I played it at Fright Fest a few years ago. Clifton Collins Jr.'s in that one. Giant Wasp Big film. Big Wasps, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Sky and Now TV, really good one. Can't recommend this enough. Not really a horror film, but a really, really effective thriller. On the 31st of May, you've got Searching. Oh, yeah, you've talked about that on the yeah, show. From yeah. last year, big fan of that film, really like it. Um, Netflix, 28th of May, Belter from A24. Uh-huh. Uh, it comes at night. Yes. Yep, great film. Really yep. would recommend that mm-hmm. as well. And uh, also on June 1st, we've got something called Bedeviled. Um, synopsis there. After a friend's untimely death, five teenagers all get invited to download an app called Mr. Bedevil that turns nightmares into reality. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, I think I'll skip that one. Personally, I'd say, uh, by a thin margin, the pick of the crop uh, this week would be Searching. Right, okay. Uh, but yeah, It Comes at Night is great as well. Cool. I um, just want to say uh, I've been keeping my eye on Shudder lately and uh, keeping up with uh, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it's lovely to see that that's been renewed for a second series. Uh, yeah, great news. Not necessarily surprising. The horror community has responded to that show in a really, really cool way. Joe Bob's probably bigger now than he's ever been. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, um, it's it's yeah, it's really cool. It's really yeah. cool. So no, that that is good news that um, Slight- it's coming out this week. Yeah, it's always slightly irritating to me though that we don't get the full shebang here. I guess it's due to kind of. Uh, yeah, right. What's, what's available on uh, like American Shudder compared to what's available here in the UK? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always slightly annoying. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but um, but no, but good news all the same though. Yeah, yeah excellent. Uh, we're getting uh, more of the last drive-in. That's always good. 
So, um, let's take a look at this week then. Um, <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Our guest this week is a filmmaker. You know him from such films as uh, Rights of Spring, Open 24 Hours, um, and uh, Dark Light. It's Mr. Padraig Reynolds. Yes, yeah, Padraig indeed. Yeah, it's been a long time since I spoke to Padraig. I, I think I interviewed him in, uh, I want to say, maybe 2011 or well, that something. Been, Fright Fest. That would have been when Rights of Spring came out, so that yeah. checks out. Yeah. So, his film selection then. Uh, this, oh. I think, is going to rattle some cases. Ages. Some people might be over the moon. Yeah, um, that's also true. He's, but I think he's. When we told him the uh, the kind of the pitch for the podcast and how it worked, uh, he definitely set out to find something that he knew would antagonise people, <laughs> um, and he has succeeded. Well, I guess it's over to me then to, yep. to unveil this uh, travesty. Yes, <laughs> uh, we're going back to 2011. Okay, strangely, around about the same time I met Padraig. Yeah. Um, and it's Craig Gillespie's remake of Fright Night. Fright Night 2011. Wow. Courtesy of and being discussed by Patrick Reynolds. Yeah. On yeah, Colin Farrell, Anton Yelchin. Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots. Yep. yep. And many more. Yeah, McLovin. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's in there. Uh, so yeah, and that's that's pretty accessible. Uh, yeah, it's really easy to get a hold of. So if you want to get it watched, get yourself caught up. Um, we do talk a little bit about the original as well, so if you want to side-by-side it, that's also an option. I think it's, it's impossible to do a remake film and not at least touch on the original. I know uh, when we did the, when you brought Carrie 2012 yeah. on, I was quite keen to mention certain things, but not dwell too much on the, re- on, on the original, because... I don't think it's right or yeah, I fair. Yeah, th- I think you kind of have to let it inform the conversation a little bit, but also not take over the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Patrick Reynolds joins us on Friday for episode 55. We're talking Fright Night 2011. Yeah, douchebag vampires in the desert. So how are you feeling about this one? Get in touch and let us know. Facebook and Instagram, we're Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well, Strong Violent PC. And you can also email scenes at gmail.com. Lovely. Yes, but yes, indeed. <laughs> Andy, where can people listen? Tons of places, Mitch. Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcast, Acast, TuneIn, and or home at Podbean. There you go. The options are plentiful, and that's just yeah. some of them. Yeah. So um, whatever service you are using, though, if you're feeling generous, go on, throw us a wee like or a subscribe. Tell your pals. Please do that. One of those reviews. Yeah, please yeah. give us a review on iTunes. Go on. That'd be nice. Fuck a couple say. of people have been doing that lately. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, thank you, folks. Yeah, very yeah. cool. So we're back Friday, episode 55. We're talking Fright Night 2011 with Patrick Reynolds. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean. 